Yeah, we're ready for praises now. Who's first? Vicki. I praise the Lord that you made it through your procedure. Oh, yeah. The procedure, Priest Kate, is nothing. Even when that, did they have, did they go into the groin like they do yeah. above us? And then they have to press on it for 30 minutes? They didn't have to. They used a, I was the last one I think they ever had to do that with. They they didn't put a valve in there? No. They didn't on you? They no. To, they had to stand over you for like 30 minutes and hold pressure on it? Uh, well, they held pressure for a while. They had to hold like 30 minutes on me. I'd have out. They had us, uh, when I took the bandage off to change it the next day, there was a, some kind of a plug. I see it. Over the top of it. Looked like they just stuck it on there. It was like a double-sided tape blue mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, but I don't know what, you know. But it's only leaked about a drop since they did it. So. That's good. <laughs> it didn't hold. You'd known it. <laughs> yeah. Everybody would. That. You don't want that, mm -hmm. um, you know, breaking loose. High pressure there. Getting going. That's, there's some... Uh, there's a lot of red juice in that, in that tube. Yeah, they go through the femoral, don't they? Through that main artery in your leg, in the bone? Yeah, that's, yeah. They, they went in right there. That's how they did by the... I know people, they went through the arm. Yeah, they do that sometimes. That's scary. I don't see, they can't be near as big as... <laughs> well, that's, apparently they are, I don't know. Two arteries. Oh, you have your carotid... Ones in your arms, and then you have your femoral. Well, see, they pull that, that leg, that vein out of my leg. Uh, they cut me. They cut me here, mm -hmm. and, and then went through with that cutter, and went all the way up into the groin, and took out a section about that long. Mm. And uh, and I thought, I'm thought thinking, well, how can that be as big as an artery in your heart? And then I talked to a friend of mine that uh, was a heart surgeon before he went into other medicine. He said, no, uh, he said, uh, that vein's bigger than the arteries in your heart. Wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> so, you know, that's like a, a little smaller than a rubber slingshot mm -hmm. tube. That was so bad. Got staples with his. He was only the last one that they yeah, one didn't of the, do it. One of the one of the ones they put in is already clogging up. Wow. So yeah, that's not cool. You don't need enough donuts for that. <laughs> I think so. I don't see much anything. I'm gonna have to change something though. Have you uh, looked into that forks over knives diet? That what? It's called forks over knives. It's a heart surgeon and a. It's cardio, cardiologist <coughs> and cardiothoracic, but um, he came up with a plant-based diet that has helped people that were on death's door to live like another 10 years because they were able to use food to clear out the blockages. <coughs> well, I'm going to have to start looking at some of that. Bubba's daughter, the oldest one is a nurse, and she's the one that recommended that, and that's what we were looking at. And that's what he was on when he went to the hospital five years ago. <laughs> we'll see. Not the most interesting diet in the world, but supposedly yeah, no. very heart healthy. And if it don't, well, send the Lord things. We'll it deal with it. We'll deal with the transition to graduation. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's my first praise just walked in. <laughs> yeah. 
that my new two-week-old grandbaby Micah. Uh, here's right there in his daddy's arms. You can preach and hold a baby, can't you? I can, probably. I've done it lots of times. <laughs> okay, let me turn around this way where I can. There we go. That's good. That's good. That's a huge boy. Like I'm going to put the plate A on that So I don't expect you to top that praise, but uh, <laughs> it's who's who's next? Who else has a praise to share? Go ahead, Jerry. It was real slow again this week, but it was a lot better than last week, and I did get a lot of rest this week. Awesome. I'm getting a lot more rest these days because after I work for about 30 minutes, I <laughs> fall out. So <laughs> that's about it. So. All right, who else has a praise? I know you have one. Go ahead. Um, they, the scripture says like that um, there's no greater like joy than to see your kids um, in the Lord. Yeah. And uh, that is so true. Like, it is. This year, Alexis like really has just Grown to an amazing young woman. Amen. Oh, wow. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Cool. Who else? When you're hungry, you're hungry. Go ahead, Drew. I don't know where to start. There's so many of them. Uh, just start somewhere. Four anywhere? weeks of paid leave to be with the baby. Yeah. Uh, the baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jerry helped me... Uh, Get my washing machine fixed. He told me what was wrong with it, told me what parts I need, and amazingly, I fixed it and didn't break it. Wow. So, so didn't have to buy a new one. Yeah, there's a lot more than that, but those, those are the big ones. We're, we're happy y'all made it down here. Yeah, oh, and yeah. being here. Yeah. 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 Seeing family. Yeah. All good. Vicki, go ahead. I just want to praise the Lord for my three sons. It's Mother's Day, and I'm very, very blessed to be a mother to three wonderful men who I keep praying for every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. I never stop. You think it's okay to stop, but it's okay. All right. Clarissa. I just want to praise God and uh, all my babies. My, all my kids are going to be here in church today with me, um, which is a huge praise. And... Um, also, that my sister uh, is going to be here with her fiance. Awesome. Uh, and so, praise the Lord, I've been praying for um, that to happen. Um, so, I'm just grateful that Amen. God worked and answered my prayers. Amen. Amen. He listens. Yeah. And he doesn't just listen to KSBJ. <laughs> <laughs> like the bumper stickers. <laughs> Who else? Praises. It's the part Jesus gets. Don't mess it up by keeping too quiet. Well, I also want to praise the Lord that my mom is. This is her first year Mother's Day saved. Yeah. yeah. And uh, oh, that's 
pretty awesome to have her. She's going to be here in church. She's saved, and I know where she's going, and Amen. she knows where she's going. Amen. <laughs> and it's just cool. Um, and the whole dynamic, my sister had a graduation party yesterday, which uh, the whole dynamic of how my mom was just the way she was was just she's a different person. Yeah. And that's, uh, Cool. New creation. New creation. Brenda, did you have your hand up? No. Well, why not? <laughs> I just thank the Lord for every day He gives me. Amen. Amen. I'll second that motion. Who else? Lisa. Um, I'm very grateful to the Lord for um, giving you energy, even though some of your parts aren't working quite right <laughs> right now but um, like you're not I see I see people that can't get up and go do anything and you've been really busy since you got home Thursday from having your procedure done well, <laughs> you been running yeah. around doing all kinds of things and that's a blessing for me you yeah, can be lucky I, uh, that really first year. I, I hope I'm doing it right but uh, I can't see any profit in not being as active as I can be. So I want to take advantage of everything I got. You know, a long time ago, the Lord took my life away and then he gave it back. And uh, every day has taken on a whole new value since that time. And I'm not really wanting to waste one or even a piece of one. I want to live my life to the fullest. And of course, that's got to be for the Lord, so there won't be anything worth living for. So. Who else? Vicki did. Yeah, I missed you there. I just want to praise the Lord for my own mother. I came from a very, very, very broken home. Alcohol was the ruler of the roost, and there were too many children and not enough resources, and as a result, my birth ended the marriage. And so I ended up with my mother, my birth mother's sister, and she took me in and loved me and raised me, just like I was one of her own. And I wouldn't be here today. I had double pneumonia. I was barely alive when she got me. Had all kinds of health problems, but they brought me in and they saved me. And Amen. So that I could go ahead and have, an, have a life that I wouldn't have had. I visited with my brothers and it was, Pardon the expression, hell on earth for them. They ended up in foster care and they ended up in orphanages and they were beaten and they were abused and they got the pigsty and I got the palace. And I've always been grateful for that, even though I felt bad that they didn't get it. So thank God for bringing a mother to me when my own mother wasn't capable of doing the job. Thank who else? Mike, you have a praise? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let me have some coffee first, please. So, um, Mike is healthy, but um, whenever I was in the hospital having him, the nurse wasn't going to check me for like another hour. And then Drew went to go get food, um, which he regrets now, but it's okay. Um, 
she wasn't going to check me for an hour, and then something ended up happening, and she was like, okay, she wants to go, I was going to say it. So you, of course, go on yourself whenever you go into labor. And so she went to go clean me up, and she happened to notice that Micah was crowning. So she was like, I'll wow. call the doctor. And I was like, well, can I wait to push? Like, my husband wants to go get food. Well, come to find out, the cord was wrapped around his neck twice. Oh and God. so she was like, no, you need to push now. Yeah. So if it wasn't for me going on myself and, like, her checking me, Micah would have been in the birth canal with the cord wrapped around his neck twice. So it's a phrase that that happened. And I think that's genetic. Yeah. He had same, too, yeah. same deal. Yeah. So same it's deal. a phrase that, you know, she noticed and got him out. Yeah. Well, he looks pretty good. Yeah, he looks perfect. He does. Yep, got happy. He looks pretty good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Clarissa. I want to praise God for his comfort, even whenever everything's falling apart. He's just awesome. It is. He's a great mentor. <laughs> Amen. And the heart to recognize it is really a blessing. We've been waiting on you all this time. Well, I've been out Well, praises are still going on. Well, today's my sister's birthday and Mother's Day for her. Her name is Tabby. I had to go tell Tad. Uh, I got to drive my blue farmer the first time in a year and a half yesterday. Your what? My blue firebird. Blue firebird. My car. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Not the race car. It's one I was racing. I'm putting it back on the street now. There's a lot of work to tame it down to where you can drive it on the street. Uh, that was a great feeling. I got to drive it out there and park it without having to push it. <laughs> it's a really good feeling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I did a good week at the shop. My sister's been asking me for a car, and uh, the Lord has provided us one. We're going to see if we can get it. We okay. don't have enough time to get it to her today because we still have to clean it up and all that, but she'll get it pretty soon. I've been seeing a bunch of Cadillac Escalades for sale, like the... It's nah. 2008 and 9 once. I don't do Cadillacs. Why? It's just a glorified Chevrolet. <laughs> well, it's with a million different electronics to break. The Chevrolet's only got a half a million. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well, any GM that you can get somewhere and not have to push it, you, 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 it was a winner. Yeah, I remember I that. I believe that's what you that. just said, wasn't you it? You have in your driveway. Yeah. Who else? Anybody? Uh, yeah. I praise God for just, just blessing the business this week and um, for this church. This church has been amazing it's for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's amazing. It is amazing. I got Yeah. My birthday is Tuesday. I heard about my that. Sister's birthday. I heard I about heard that. that. I always have like a Curtis's birthday today too. Right. Tabitha that and my sister. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday I'm gonna take the day off. And I'm gonna go to my storage unit and move all the stuff out of the way. 
turn on my big swamp cooler fan and get the race car running. Good putting it off. Okay, that sounds like an adventure. Okay. Cool. If I don't fall, because nobody's around to help me up. So I'm going to get a call. I've bent over and stuck my head in the engine compartment and I can't get up. <laughs> Keep your phone on you. The hood pack made me. <laughs> okay. All right. Any others? We're going to get into class. Nona. I just praise the Lord for my two girls. Even though I won't see either one of them today, but. I'm Amen. 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 Lisa? Um, it's a blessing. It's a real blessing to be texting with adult uh, children who haven't been in church for a while and stuff like that and find out things like the link didn't work to come to church like a couple times. So that, so that's a process. And then to have one of them put like praying hands like three or four of them in a row and stuff like that when they haven't been communicating in that manner. Yeah, that's quite a change. It's uh, it's amazing. Y'all just keep praying for your kids for God to do whatever it takes. All right. Anybody else? We're going to go back to Proverbs 31 today. I'll be preaching from Proverbs 31 later as well. And we're going to start with verse 10, and we're going to do something different. I'm really not going to probably teach very much. I'm going to let most of you do the teaching, the ladies. Solomon writes uh, King Lemuel, and we think, and this makes perfect sense to me for some, some reason, that Lemuel is the name by which Solomon is known to those who are close to him, that know him well, that are there in the palace, that they're with him. This is what Solomon saw in his mother as he's growing up with her, as he's with her every day as he's growing up. I mean, this is uh, just amazing that the things that he's noticed. It seems like that, well, between him and the Holy Spirit, he noticed about every good thing in her that's here. It says, who can find a virtuous woman? Everybody know what virtuous means? She has virtue. Filled with virtue. What's virtue? Goodness. Goodness. Yeah. Uprightness. Uprightness. It's, it's who can find a good woman? That's basically what it's talking, what it's saying. If you, yeah, well, I helped. <laughs> no, I drove her to this church. <laughs> I mean, uh, y'all know him. <laughs> For her price is far above rubies. My mother's name was Ruby. I would think about that every time I was to read that. Wow, cool. <laughs> Today, we're going to address a different aspect of the verse, of verse ten, and we're going to look at the price of a godly mom what it costs to be one I mean obviously this is talking primarily at least about her tremendous value that she has she's worth a lot but we're going to look at the other side of it and that is the price that she's going to have to pay because ladies I'm going to tell you straight up 
if you become one of these, Satan's coming for you. Now, you can be scared and stay away from it but so he'll leave you alone. And I will just tell you that's about a dumb way to address it, deal with it as you can find out. But I will tell you for sure you will pay a price to be one of these women. women. You will. It's going to cost you. But that's not what we're going to talk about this morning. What we're going to talk about this morning is as we read through the, these attributes of this good woman, I want to know which ones of these different things that are maybe the hardest for you and which ones are the easiest for you. It says her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doeth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. We'll start with the trust situation. Is it hard for you to be trustworthy? Or is it just easy? It sounds like you're asking if it's hard to be honest. Yeah. We've all got uh, the besetting sins and the bins that are. Remember, the Bible talks about sin and it also talks about iniquity. Iniquity is not just another word for sin. Iniquity talks about the natural tendency that's buried in your flesh for you to go a direction that's not the direction that God wants you to go. Uh, trust issues. A lot of marriages are plagued with trust issues. That might not be something you want to talk about, and it's okay if you don't. Uh, we'll, we'll just deal with what we can. Verse 12 says, She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. I really appreciate how between the Spirit of God and, and Solomon's wisdom that he put, he put both sides of that coin in the same verse. Can you do some, somebody good and not evil? Or can you do the, not do them evil and, but not good either? Right, you can not do them evil without doing them good. Yeah, there's really two sides here. They're both extremely important. I'm not sure I understand. Okay. Can you do someone... If Lisa doesn't do anything evil to you, and that's as far as it goes, you okay with that? I guess not, because you want the other side. You want the good, too. Yeah, well, that's... Okay. That's what we're talking about. There's two different assignments in this verse. One is no evil. And the other is doing good at once in a while. All the time. All the days of her life. That's hard. That's hard for a lot of people because... It's harder earlier in my walk. It's easier now than it was in the beginning. Yeah. It's still hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's... It's a challenge. 
We can do hard things. Please. I always want to point this out because I don't know who's learned this and who hasn't learned it, but in verse 12 where it says she will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. That means if he passes before she does, she still does him good and not evil. She doesn't disparage her husband. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, in the home I was raised in, this verse is so contradictory to what what's going on. Like my, uh, you know, my I watched my grandma treat my her husband awful. I watched my mom treat her people she's been with. She she's always treated them awful. Like so, that's that's how I learned to treat people, or not people, but the person you're with. Definitely not a natural thing. Like I don't think any of this is natural. It's, it's supernatural, actually. This is more of a, a, a spiritual battle, a spiritual challenge. And then the, the next verses are practical and physical work type things. Anybody else got a comment on the doing good and not evil? Daryl? Like you said, just to reiterate, you said it was a spiritual battle that if any one of these ladies would to become like this, Satan's coming after you. You know, it's, you're a real threat yeah. to him now. And not that we're not already, but even more so. See, this being Mother's Day, we need to recognize something, and I'll talk more about it later, at least some to some degree, but moms have a greater influence on the future of our world than any other people on earth. Nobody has the influence of a mother. She's at the top. There are other influential people in your life but nobody like mom, whether good or bad, it's still, it's still the same. And it's a whole lot harder to unlearn the things that you were taught by, I don't think your mom ever told you how to, uh, all right, if he does this, this is what you're going to do to him. Mm-hmm. No, you just see. I don't think you ever got lessons on that. No. You just got to watch her do it. That's yeah. how it played out in real life. And that's that's how it works. Can you name anybody in your life that had more influence on you than your mom? And and that doesn't have to be good or bad. I'm just taking it's there. Well the Lord, yeah. The Lord, that's about it. Yeah. Well definitely growing up, mom, but I mean once you learn it the Lord is and you trust him to save you it's like well it's new creation like okay I'm following yeah. you yeah. this starting all over again when you were following mom and yeah. then you follow your husband and then I, or, or whatever yeah. and then then you find the real leader yeah uh, some of you have had the privilege of being able to be a stay at home mom of course, it's a stay-at-home mom right now. Things change back and forth. Verse 13 says, She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. 
as you read on down, you find out you find out what she's doing with that girdles that she's making. And fellas, don't get don't get the, the old girdle commercials in your mind when she's making girdles. It's talking about bands that you put that you tie around you. Ben wore girdles in those days. They they tied everything together with a with a a girdle and she seeketh wool and flax. And what's made out what do you make out of flax? Fabric. What kind of fabric? Linen. Linen. Linen is and is very finely woven fabric. Making making linen is no lightweight job. It's a lot of work. The wool, uh you don't have to make, you know, you can make a lot of things out of wool. Wool is, is uh, that clothing of scarlet started out as wool. And it's still wool, but it's for keeping warm. Wool is the number one protector of the human body in cold that you can get. It may be scratchy, but it'll keep you warm. And uh, you, know what, you know what's so special about wool? It'll keep you warm even if it's wet. That's why if you're going to be in sub-zero temperatures, like up in the mountains or whatever, you wear wool. Gloves are wool. Long johns are wool. That's why back in World War I, everything they issued a soldier was wool. It's like nothing else. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. There's the challenge right there. How are you about working willingly with your hands? I'm issue for me. Well, there are ladies that say, I'm not doing that. That's how Micah feels about it, but anyway. Is that hard for you? Working willingly is how you learn to be skillful. Get your hands in there and do what it takes and you learn how to bring it all together. Okay, she's like the merchant's ship. Now, we're not making any jokes out of verse 14, okay? And she bringeth her food from afar. No, it doesn't mean she barbecues. It just means she goes a long way to get What's the best deal for her family. But then she also barbecues. <laughs> she probably also barbecues, but I don't know. You know, you want to hear something funny. <laughs> James, James was taking Caleb to get uh, pick flowers for me in the field or whatever for Mother's Day yesterday, and Caleb says, "Man, I wish I was a mom so I could get something tomorrow." And James was like, "Don't you try?" <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. He's right about that. <laughs> It's right about that. Moms work hard. <laughs> the I had to make a correction as I was working on the sermon, and uh, what I'd written was uh, about the greatest influence. I said it's, I wrote is is simply being a mom, and then I had to go back and wipe all that out and point out that there's nothing simple about being my mom. You can't put that word together and make it work. It is not fitting in that sentence. Well, let's go to this next one, verse number 15. 
This is one that has been famous for folks having trouble with it for more than a few centuries. She riseth also while it is yet night, and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. And the common response to that would be, well, if I had servants like she does, I could get up early and do that too. <laughs> well. You're going to get up or you're not. Yeah. She gets up real early. Hello. It's talking about getting up early, and it's talked about getting up early and fixing the family breakfast. Make sure they're fed before they go out on their adventures for the day. And a portion to her maidens. Feeds them too. Yeah. The getting up early thing. Who are the maidens in this modern day? The maidens are... Children. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> the teenagers that don't get their allowance unless they help you clean the house. <laughs> well... <laughs> what if they won't eat bread? It's the, it's the help. We have at least once a month, maybe, every two to four weeks or so, we have, well, she's not a maiden, but she's a maid. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Come in and clean. It costs money, but it's, uh, I don't think anything makes Lisa smile more than a clean house. And Whatever I have to pay to get that that smile, I'll, I'm pretty well up for that. Excuse me, but <laughs> because you wrote the check and I didn't, does that mean that you? <laughs> a lot of fellows would would balk at being willing to pay for a maid twice a month to come in and clean. Anyway, I guess I better move on, huh? Amen. You really should. How much do I get paid for cleaning the house? You get babies. No thanks. Pastor. Go ahead. I know you want to hear from the women, but you know me, I got to run my head about something. I see that. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you know, when my girls were growing up, I made them. I tried to make them understand that <laughs> yeah. doing, tried, doing their chores around the house and pulling their own weight was just expected of them. It wasn't based on whether or not they got a, a, a monetary uh, prize for it or not. Their allowance was a separate issue. So uh, I wanted to hear your opinion on that, I guess. Well, these maidens get breakfast here. I see that in verse 15. And I don't know, maybe. There was a lot of servants in biblical days. Some of them were indentured. Some of them were owned. You can believe what you want to believe about that. And we're not going to get into that part of it today. But... uh, but large households in those days, really, it was really too much for one lady to handle, to take care of. There were multiple wives in some cases in those days. 
And I don't think it necessarily, well, certainly not in Solomon's case was it out of a necessity type of thing, but uh, very often it was of a necessity for enough people to be on board to take care of all the things that had to be taken care of. You couldn't just go to the store and buy canned beans and I mean, everything had to be made from scratch, and you had to scratch to get the stuff to make the, from scratch. <laughs> so it was no lightweight operation to take care of a household like this. Uh, and she had to get up early to get it done. And and she's taking care of the ones who are taking care of the whole group here. Uh, and yeah, uh, and then after she gets everybody fed, she goes out and works in the real estate business and the vineyard business and the farming, grape farming. She considers a field and buys it, and with the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard, and that's before she goes to the gym. That's the next verse. Yeah, well, she does both. She girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. She's productive. I don't know if this was a good way to address our Sunday school this morning, but thank the Lord we're out of time. (laughs) She makes her own clothes. She includes the poor, taking care of poor people. Makes the linen, sells it, she contributes to the income of the household. And, and there are fundamental, quote, churches all over the country that would say, oh, that's sinful for a woman to work outside the home. Well, Solomon didn't think so. 